Jen from Mirroring Wild, and I'm really not interested in surface level. I'm going to be breaking down the bullshit to help you understand yourself more, grow, and evolve on a deep level so you can move into living a life you're actually excited about. Let's get shamelessly real and get into it. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me. This week, I am recording a little bit late, a little bit later than usual. Something inside me just told me that I had to hold off on recording, that I had to hold off on planning, and I'm so glad I did because otherwise this would not have come to me. So, in case you didn't know, Toronto and a lot of uh, southern Ontario and really just the surrounding areas had record-breaking snowfalls. The city pretty much locked down, even more than it already is. We were seriously not prepared. Most of the side streets are not drivable and the sidewalks are kind of a joke. Still a little bit of a disaster. There's cars parked on the street, including my own, that are almost unrecognizable. There is seriously like a mountain of snow on top of them, blocking them in. It's just a little bit, a little bit nuts out there. So I'm telling you this because it was the beginning of a little snowball of tumbling thoughts, which brought me to this podcast. Pun is um, kind of intended. <laughs> Where I'm going to be sharing three things that you can do literally right now to be just a little bit happier, just to improve your mood and improve your well-being, really. So these are really easy. They don't take a whole lot of time. So highly recommend even taking some notes, listening to this, taking a few notes and implementing these in your life. Okay, so I'm going to share a little bit more of that story, but it is all relevant, I swear. When I went out to shovel around the house yesterday morning, I was lucky enough to have a neighbor of mine snow blow the driveway which obviously alleviated a shit ton of my own shoveling time since I usually try to shovel for the neighbor we share a driveway with. They're a little bit older. So honestly, this probably saved me about three hours. <laughs> I ended up shoveling the walkway and I just felt really lucky because there was at least a foot of snow out there. So I made my way back inside and went back to work and later I realized that I had to get outside. I was getting a little bit stir crazy and I just needed to go out for a walk. And yeah, I was kind of forgetting what a shit show it was. So I left to go for a walk and I really did not make it very far since I was pretty much slipping and sliding all over the damn place. Honestly, I think I got down like 20 houses or something before. I eventually ran into a man who was desperately trying to get down the street in his little car. So he was shoveling. He had a couple of young kids helping him as well. And that's when I realized my walk was clearly not going to happen. And it was probably for a reason. So I thought I'd offer to help this guy. He seemed like he needed some help. And it honestly took me some real convincing so I pretty much insisted. I ended up walking back home, grabbing a shovel, and started to shovel the entire street for him to get through. With some help, of course. 
And the point of this story is not to show how great I am, <laughs> but he did get his car into the driveway and he was so appreciative and was honestly trying to give me money. He was trying to give me um, a coffee and we finally settled on a beer. <laughs> so I went to his place and I'm not even really a big beer drinker, to be honest, but it really hit the spot. And we ended up having a really nice conversation. So this man ended up living about three doors down from me. And this is someone that I would not have met otherwise. I know three doors down doesn't seem far, but in Toronto, everyone's kind of a little bit separate. So we ended up having a really great conversation. I played with his ukulele and he shared a lot with me. And he honestly told me some things that I really needed to hear. So the moral of this story is humanity is not dead, <laughs> no matter how it seems. I know there's a whole lot of negativity and dark shit in the world right now, and it's really hard to tune it out. And as humans, we almost have this natural instinct to notice and point out all of the negativity that's going on in the world. But even today, as I walked around the city, I was reminded that humanity is beautiful. There were people all over the place helping each other, shoveling out this snow so that their cars could get out. Uh, it was just such a great little reminder. And humanity is compassionate. It's full of kindness all over the place. So this is not one of the three tips that I'm sharing, but it's a nice little precursor and it's exactly what inspired me to put all of this together. So let me get to it. Okay, the first thing I'm going to mention that you can do and implement in your life today is to one, shift your focus, shift your focus away from the negative. This one might seem really obvious and it kind of is, but it's actually really freaking hard to do, especially when you live in this world and when so many people and things around us is negative and just full of questions. If it wasn't so hard, we wouldn't be living in this world with so much negative shit, right? So how do you do it? Just begin by noticing the negativity. That's it. Notice it in what you say, in what people around you are saying, in the news. Just begin to notice it, to recognize it. If you've ever thought about how much terrible shit happens in the world, you are not wrong. But if you also think about how much great shit there is in the world too, you'd also be right. It's just a lot harder to think about the positive when we are surrounded by negativity and being bombarded by other people's opinions. Also, if you think about what is exciting in the world and what sells, it's often not the good stuff. I mean, sometimes it is, and I love seeing those heartwarming videos of people doing really amazing and kind things, but we see it so much less often. And honestly, I believe there are more good things happening around us than bad. You just really have to look for them. They're shared less, they're recorded less, they're gossiped about less. And I promise that this is going to change your happiness level and focusing on the negative in life really truly only affects you. I mean, it probably affects the people around you a little bit as well, but it mostly affects you and your well-being. So how can you shift your focus from the negative to the positive? Since it's a habit that literally needs to be broken, 
of course, we're going to start by what I said, which is noticing, just noticing when there is that negativity and then starting a gratitude list. This is going to really help you shift your focus, starting that gratitude list. I'm sure you've heard this before, but I'd love to hear how many of you actually practice this because it's scientifically proven that the practice of gratitude can improve your well-being. It can also reduce stress and anxiety and depression and all of these amazing things. But it's one of those things that we know helps, but we often don't actually do. When you are trying to shift your focus, this can be a really great help. So just take a few minutes every single night or morning to either write down a list of the things that you're grateful for that day. So this can be anything from the fact that your neighbor snowblowed your driveway, <laughs> you met a new friend, or maybe your dinner was really tasty. Whatever it is, just take note of those things. That's it. This literally will take you 30 seconds. Okay, so now I'm going to go to the second tip and that is be the change. Okay, this one sounds cheesy, I know, but it can have a really, really big effect on you. And the third tip goes really well with this as well. So just wait for that. But seriously, be the change. What do you want the world to look like? How do you want people to feel? Just embody that. So this will often tie back to your values, but I want you to embody how you want the world to look, embody how you want other people to be. It's the most obvious and most logical way you can actually begin to change the world. You have to be it. You know that saying that says, be the change you wish to see in the world? Yeah, that one. That is key. So this might be as simple as reminding yourself what you want to see in the world and just to keep aligning to that. It might be remembering what your values are and aligned to that. It might be doing someone a favor, might be buying someone a treat who's not expecting it, maybe surprising someone or buying flowers for yourself or for anyone. And if you're like, okay, next, no thank you. Okay, I get it because if you said this to me probably three years ago, I would have been like, what are you on? Okay, so you may have been burned in the past or you just really don't feel like doing this shit when no one does it back, but I swear to you, the more you do this, along with my tip number three, which is coming, the more your mood will increase. It's going to bring you opportunities and experiences and people in your life that you probably wouldn't have experienced otherwise. So just try it for a little bit and see what happens. I would love to hear. Oh, and this can be triggering, so buckle your seatbelts, friends. The third one is to let go of your expectations. Oh, I know, this one is tough. So many people, including me, oh, this is something I used to struggle with so deeply. Struggle with letting go of expectations. And side note, I think this was one of the biggest struggles of my life. Have you ever heard that saying, stop expecting you from other people? Oh man, was that ever something I did? You know where that leaves you? It leaves you friendless. It leaves you unhappy. It really just leaves you kind of in a dark place. That was me. Looking back now, it's almost like expecting people not to be human, to not make mistakes ever. It's expecting people to experience and share love in the exact same way that you do. But people are complex, man. 
we are so complex with trauma and coping mechanisms and subconscious thoughts telling us to do and not to do things. It's not as simple as we sometimes make it out to be. So take your expectations off the table. And I don't mean to expect nothing from people. I feel like a lot of people who say that are actually believing that other people are so shit that they would never do something nice. And then when they experience it, they can be surprised then. I do not mean that, okay? I mean to take expectations off the table. When you begin to embody the person you want to be, you really do have to take the expectations off the table or you're just going to become resentful. Remember why you're doing it. What is the reason that you're doing these things? Probably to make someone else's day or maybe even to make yourself feel good, which is okay too. I do that all the time. If you're doing it to receive it back in return though, you might want to think twice about that. Just keep remembering why you're doing it. When you do nice things for others and you're expecting it in return and it doesn't happen, that's where the big letdown lives. That's where resentment builds and that is a shitty place to live. And I do have to say this one's a tricky one too because of the way our brains are wired. You do something nice for someone else and you think other people are similar so your expectations are unconsciously made. But to get rid of them, just keep remembering why you are doing it. You don't need it in return. And if you do, maybe don't even do it. And just like the very first tip, this one really only affects you too. You are the one that's being let down over and over again. And when you think of it, you're being let down because people are not the same as you. You're never going to find someone that's the same as you. And to be honest, you probably wouldn't want to be surrounded by other people who are the exact same as you anyways. And just to bring it back to those three tips, I want to remind you the first one is to shift your focus shifting away from the negative and leaning into gratitude. And the second is be the change. This is really about embodying that energy that you want to see in the world. And the third and last one is the ever so triggering letting go of expectations. Okay, that is it. I highly recommend writing these down and begin to take note when they come up for you. Write down your feelings and why you hate doing these things, but just keep doing it. And give yourself some grace because this is not meant to be something that you do perfectly. It is meant to be a way of living. And let me know if you try it. I would love to hear how it affects you because I feel so confident about these. These are just tiny steps that are going to affect your mental state, which is what this is all about. But if you want to learn more about how to really shift your reality and shift your experience of life, I am so, so excited because I'm going to be hosting a free masterclass all about that next week. And it is called Inner Peace in a Noisy World. You can join me on Thursday, January 27th at 6 p.m. EST or Tuesday, February the 1st at 6.30 p.m. EST, where I'll be walking everyone through a powerful guided visualization so you can become clear on the life that you want to shift into, which might actually be a little bit different than you think now, followed by sharing a myth about what is keeping you stuck. And of course, the steps you can take to actually begin to live a life that you want, to feel fulfilled and find that inner peace that you've been hoping would just happen one day. 
So check the show notes for a link to sign up for either day, and I cannot wait to see you. I hope you enjoyed this one, and I look forward to talking at you next week.